It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Monday, October 16th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome back to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Welcome to it. I have to issue a correction because I'm an idiot. Um, remember when we did Clean as a Whistle last week? Uh, the etymology of Clean as a Whistle? Yeah. I said that it was Nadia. I said it was friend of the show Nadia who came up with that. Uh, my notes were incorrect. It was actually Teresa who asked me to look into Clean as a Whistle. And she was like, who's Nadia? I was like, yep, that was really dumb. I wrote the wrong name for the wrong etymology. I'm so sorry, Teresa. So it was Teresa that was asking about the etymology of Clean as a Whistle. I feel really bad. Our notes, our record keeping... They're not great. ...are a nightmare. Mm -hmm. There is just like one document with just every idea we've ever had. Yes, not yeah. organized. It's not, not good. It's not. And a lot of the times, like, we're, you know, on the fly when you're writing stuff down and you're just, you, we are not, yeah, no. Yeah, so we, I'm really sorry. Get, like, 30 messages and you're going to be like, okay, who said what here? Yeah. Try to be as accurate as you can. And I misread my notes. I'm a dumbass. And, Teresa, I'm sorry. That's okay. Anyway. We do the Out of Bed Banger first thing in the morning when we play a song kind of off format. It's yes. not something X would normally play. And we're, we, are, we are always, like, miscrediting. This, this song to that totally. person and this uh, someone's like I didn't request that we're like I don't know well you just say <laughs> you did okay shut up <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry we're a two person operation over here <laughs> and sometimes it gets a little yeah little jumbled a lot of stuff going on. yeah how was your weekend it was great yeah uh, our band played the palace that show we were talking about um, it was so cool to play such an amazing venue in the city it's one of the coolest venues in the city and the fact that we got to actually perform there was was really neat and, uh, of course, then you got, like, top-notch uh, sound crew and everything that went along with it. So, really cool. Like a professional show, hey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we cool. raised lots of money for cancer, which is also great for as part of Gore Downey's foundation. So, it was awesome. Great night. What Very about you? Very nice. Very nice. Uh, we put some Halloween decorations up. Nice. It's really nice here. Yeah, um, it's great. Yesterday was beautiful. Yeah. We had a, went, went to North Glenmore Park, had a little picnic. Yep. Threw a baseball around. Yeah, we're having a nice fall here in Calgary. It's been yeah, great. sat on the patio for a couple hours yesterday. It was great, yeah. Uh, on today's show, you'll have to decide if this is a compliment or a backhanded compliment. We're going to talk about something that people are very superstitious about, and it really surprised, I think, both both of us. Uh, all that and more after your out-of-context clip. I'll kick your face. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I saw another no BS business name on the weekend, Beckler. Literal business names? Literal business names. The ones where you're just, yeah, okay. That's no. It's pretty clear what you do. No question what that is. Uh, it was a kickboxing gym, and it was just called I Love Kickboxing. But it was all one word, no spaces or anything, just I Love Kickboxing. There it is. That's hey. it, right? You know, I was past that. I was like, okay, well, we know what that's about. We know exactly what's going on in there, it's what for, they're into. Yeah, people who love kickboxing. Oh. So tell me something about yourself, and you can just tap the decal on your vehicle. Yep. There, it says right here, that's I love it. kickboxing. Yeah, so. yeah. Do you have to ask questions? Don't be stupid. <laughs> Do you love kickboxing? Then I love kickboxing is for you. It's for people who love kickboxing. If you only like light kickboxing, then don't come here. Hey, I'm not sure if I'll like kickboxing or not. Take a hike. I love kickboxing. Well, I don't like kickboxing. I'll kick your face. I love kickboxing. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We're watching a movie right now as a family, and in... You, in this one scene, this one character is using a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. And Bo, my son, Bo, who's eight, he said, is that a, a Luigi board? I was like, that's hilarious. I prefer that name to it. I'm going to be calling them the Luigi board. Luigi. Luigi. <laughs> Luigi. 
We yeah. call them Luigi boards from now on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you ever use one of those growing up, Shauna? Yep. Yeah, I remember our neighbor had one. Yeah. We tried it one time when I was really little. Boobs had one. How is Boobs? Boobs is doing well. Good yeah. to hear. Mm-hmm. But Good Boobs had a Ouija board. I remember she'd bust out the odd time. It was just my hand. I remember it was think- thinking even back then that it was pretty silly. I was going to say. Yeah, and me too. I was quite young. Mm-hmm. I still think it's pretty silly, but s- some people, and I've learned this over the years, some people are super serious about the Ouija board. Like, the Ouija board? <laughs> they will not mess around with them. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I didn't realize this, actually, but the the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is like their sort of like doctrine to live by, right? They're like rules for how a Catholic should should live. They explicitly forbid any type of divination, including Ouija boards. I did not know that. Yeah. They say they are far from harmless. Wow. And there are churches over the years that have called for them to be banned. Crazy. Which, I mean, the whole thing kind of cracks me up because do these people... Do they know that the modern Ouija board is made by Hasbro? The same company that makes Light Bright and Bop yeah. It and Mousetrap? The one we used was, yeah, it was the Hasbro. It was the Hasbro one? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you would have to be mighty superstitious to believe that a toy made in the same Chinese factory as those other games yeah. can communicate with the spirit world. It's true. Yeah, over here we make Mr. Potato Heads, okay? <laughs> and then over... Over there is where the deep, dark, <laughs> mysterious, uh, you know, and don't go in there. You really have to uh, be careful with both. Because, yes, you do. I mean, one is, one is contacting the dead. Yes. And Mr. Potato Head is, is the, kind the, of playing this, God. Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Over potato there. Head. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mrs. Potato oh. Head as well, in case you're... Hey, there's a Mr. Potato Head ear in my Ouija <laughs> board box. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, we got those <laughs> two mixed up. Quality control over at the factory. Sorry, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Potato, he was possessed by the Ouija board, obviously, and wound up over there. So. <laughs> Do Ouija board believers also think that, like, Light Bright could spell out messages from beyond the grave? Yep. yep. <laughs> and again, the hauntings, the, the very common hauntings of Mr. Potato yeah. Head are or, also what they're afraid of. Or Bop of. It, Bop yep. It, Twist It, <laughs> Worship Satan, <Yeah. laughs> Bull It, <laughs> Pass It. <laughs> oh, that one wasn't supposed uh, to get in there either. Oh, my God. Huh. And actually... In this movie that we're watching, it's a Ouija board app that the character is using. It's oh, not even a physical on. Ouija board made come of on. plastic in China. It's it's an app. I'm pretty sure the dead do not communicate via app. Well, Beck, yes, they do. Okay, they have to be up on the tech as well, so maybe they do. I guess so. Yeah. I still prefer a haunted Mr. Potato Head Me myself. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh-huh. It's an abomination. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. If somebody said to you, Beckler, you look good for your age, would you take that as a compliment? I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm not that old. No. Um, so, yeah, I think I would. That's good. Uh, my dad said you look good for your age to my mom when I was home visiting. And after he said that, I was like, you know... I don't know if that's a compliment or not because you're you're essentially saying you look good for being 70, right? But mm-hmm. outside of that, maybe not so much. It's kind of the way, you know what you I think mean? it's a bit like, of a qualifier on a compliment as opposed to just saying you look good? It's kind of like a backhanded compliment or like almost, a, yeah, it's a bit, I was just like, I think that if you wanted to fully com, like compliment somebody, maybe don't add the for your age at the end, you okay, know? Okay, I can see that. Especially as you get older, maybe like you, well, you look good for your 80s, but I mean, you're a little rough outside of that, right? Like that's kind of what you could, you, it could be perceived as. Your delivery matters too. It, it does. 
If it you does. say you look good for your age, mm-hmm. you say you look good for, for your, your age. age. <laughs> Those are two different, two different statements there. Yeah, and I'm not sure if my mom took offense to that. She didn't seem overly excited by the comment. I hope she didn't because my dad meant nothing but love when saying that. Obviously, but I was kind of like, this is just one of those things that I've heard a couple people say recently, and I'm like, hmm, maybe. Just to be safe, you just cut off the for your age part, you know? I think I would take it as a compliment. Because I think I would too. Aging is just a natural part of it life. Is. And like, you know, even people who don't want to discuss their age or don't want to, you know, they're, I guess, kind of embarrassed by their age. It's like, why? That's yeah. just, that is just the march of time. Mm-hmm. It happens to everybody if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky to live that long. And I mean, bodies, bodies break down. They do. Over time, right? Yeah. So if you look good for your age, I think that's a great compliment. Okay. That's good but, to know. Uh, I just, I'm a little nervous that some people might not take it that way, but I'm curious. Maybe everybody would. Maybe you wouldn't be offended by that at all. Because you're right. I think that if somebody said that to me, in fact, I'm sure someone, well, probably not. Uh, but if they did, then I would probably take it as a compliment. Now, considering that you're quite a bit older than me, would you be offended if I said that to you? Beckler, you're eight months younger than me. Man, I'm just so youthful and spry just, over the, here. The like, whole eight, you look, you look good for your. <laughs> what a rat! What, what an a, absolute rat! Eight I months. Am. That's it. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Friend of the show, John, had a slight tweak to that compliment, which makes it come across a lot softer. He said, "What was his exact words, Shauna? You don't look your age, or you don't look." You look a lot younger than your age. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, but basically, it's saying, instead of saying you look good for your age, you don't have... Yeah. He says a better way to say that is you definitely don't look your age. Okay. And definitely, yeah, yeah totally. That's a great way of saying it. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's good. That's better than you look good for your age. It's like if someone ever tells you to guess their age. Yeah. Guess 10 years younger, whatever you think it is. Absolutely. If like, someone looks 50 and they're like, how old do you think I am? I'd be like, oh, you look about 40. Oh I, my God. I'd say <laughs> like 38. I'd like to extra safe. You never, never, ever guess what you really think. No, because if you err on the wrong side, even by a year or two. Yep. Ouch. Ouch. It's a bad one. Definitely. Uh, I didn't bring this up on the air today, Shauna, because the news has mostly moved on from it, but I had a pretty good conversation with friend of the show, Nick, uh, after, was it Thursday's podcast or Friday's podcast? And we were talking about pride tape. Okay. And the yeah. NHL's decision to ban it this year and not allow players to have the rainbow tape on their sticks in support of pride. Yeah. Because even after we had that discussion, you know, I got thinking, like, I, was, I was trying to put myself in the league's headspace because you and I both agreed that it was a bad decision by the league. Yeah. We don't agree with it. Mm-mm. But I'm like, why might they be doing this? If this is such a PR blunder, what could their reasoning for it be? And I think Nick kind of said it well. He said, another thought is where do they draw the line? Would they allow a thin blue line type tape motif on a blade? Mm. And I was like, that's an interesting point. Because when when you think of it like that, it's possible that the league just decided to to issue a blanket ban kind of on any sort of statement on a player's gear. I know, and like as much as I do get that. I just think that when it comes to the LGBT community, like, it's just like, we, this shouldn't be in the same as a political statement. Again, I know it is, but I just, I think we're, we should be past that now. We know that there are so many people who are gay out there. Like, why is that in the same vein as any type of other political? So I just don't put the two as even anymore. You and I don't. I know. And I get that other people do, but I just wish, and again, this is just wishful thinking, but I just wish that we 
no longer even needed to have these discussions, right? So, but yes. And so I, does anybody who feels strongly about a cause. And I just wish the league would see it that way as well. But I know that they don't. Like, they see it as a political statement still, clearly. I just think that even that is... And I think we rather than having to to pick and choose which statements are okay, which ones aren't, they probably just said, all right, let's... I'm sure that, let, yeah. Because I, I thought of another example, very pertinent to right now. What if a player took the ice tonight with white white tape on their stick and the message free Palestine written across the blade. Yeah. Then the league would have a problem on their hands. Mm -hmm. Yes. And for many people, I mean, that is a, an uncontroversial statement depending on what they believe. Right. Yes. But for others, it's a hugely controversial statement. And I could see why the league might not want to get involved in any of that. Yeah. I know. I I totally get it. I do that. And that's clearly what is happening is they just don't want to be involved in anything political. Mm -hmm. I just think, out of day and age where it's like why are we even having this discussion about being gay anymore but that's just me like Nick said I don't this is his exact quote I don't think it's a slight towards the pride community I can see how it, be, it can become a slippery slope if one thing is allowed and other messages are not yeah and that's so I was just trying to like put myself in the totally even if I don't agree with them I'm, I think it's there's always value in I taking agree. a look at your own beliefs yep. and thinking okay why might I just what can't wait the for the, the time when this is no longer a political issue because, again, I, I don't think it should be anymore, right? Thank you for the message, Nick. We always Thank appreciate you, your messages. You can always. message us through our uh, social medias, either of us, or xmornings yeah. at x929.ca is our joint email. The message goes to mm -hmm. Sean and me and Sam, I think. Yes. And our, does our boss get those emails? I think he does as He well. does too? Okay. Yeah. So, so don't say anything rude about <laughs> the boss or about Sam. About Sam or yeah. our boss. <laughs> Uh, the Beckler and Sean of Pisscast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Uh, actually, Shane Wenzel from Shane Holmes is coming to the studio tomorrow. So tomorrow's like middle section of this podcast is probably going to be an extended conversation with, with him. Shane Wenzel. We want his perspective on the housing crisis as someone who is, you know, at the forefront of building more homes. Yeah. So he would. I think he's probably going to have some insight that maybe you and I haven't thought of when it comes to solving the housing crisis in this yeah, country. Yeah, it'll be interesting to chat with him. And of course, you know, he's a businessman as well, and we'll, we'll consider that angle when we talk to him. Um, but I'm looking forward to that conversation. I've never met Shane, so... Me too. Uh, and they've been a huge supporter of, of our station and our podcast, so we really appreciate that. Check him out at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Do me a favor, Shauna. Yes. Pronounce the name of this company for you, for me, please. Purelater. 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 Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Why? So, we we sent a package to my parents on the weekend via Purelater. Yeah. Uh, and it got there in like 16 hours, too, which was very impressive. Amazing. It's very quick. The The way my parents pronounce that word is just so goofy. They say Purelater. You see, Purelater's coming to pick that up. Nope. Did Purelater come by to... I mean, you got to stop saying it like that. You got to... You, you can't say it like that. Uh... To be fair, that's kind of a sassy pronunciation of it. Perlator? Just because that's what it looks like, right? Perlator. Pure, if you put that here, that's kind of putting a stank on it, isn't it? They're like, Saskies are just literally like, no no stank on anything. <laughs> Perlator. They're like, there's no E after the R. I'm like, that doesn't matter in a longer word like that. Yeah. But, like, what other words would you pronounce like that? Would you say like, oh, that's a lovely mural there? <laughs> no, it's a mural. Yeah. Mural. Mm -hmm. Purlator. Oh, that's a fantastic. Do they say moral though as well? Because <laughs> no. that sounds like a Sasky way of saying that too. It's basically sometimes with Saskies, I find like 
the more you have to move your mouth, the less likely that you are to do that. You know, it's like farmers, they don't have yeah. time to move their mouths. So instead, purolator, you, you know, know, instead of purolator, that takes a lot of mouth movement, purolator. Now that you say that, a lot of the farmers purolator. I know are mumblers, yes. big, big mumblers. That's it. Like they're or not. <laughs> like you barely move your lips. It's like, your did you just say that or. You're confused a little bit. You're like, oh, wow. So we went back and forth about this, my parents and I. They're like, we're st- like you're saying it wrong. I'm like, no, you're definitely no. saying it wrong. So I called cu- Purolator customer service here and just see what they say. Thank you for calling Purolator. Yeah, Nous vous there it is. There it is. Yeah. For service in England. You know what? Maybe if I called from a Saskatchewan, well, I did call from, maybe if I called from a Saskatchewan number, yeah, they would say, thank you for calling Purolator. Yeah. You're all ventriloquists. <laughs> Saskatchewan. Is he Move actually talking or where is that coming from? Huh? The, the curator of the Pearl museum. The, the museum showed us the a beautiful merle. Pearl order is going to fucking get you get you on. Get my fucking on. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So a friend and I were talking about getting a matching tattoo. And uh, it's just when in Rome. The statement when in Rome. Mm-hmm. It's a long story. But basically it's just something that we've said to each other for years. And when we go on trips or do something impromptu, it's kind of we'll say when in Rome. So we're like, maybe we should get that. Just a tiny little one somewhere. And then after we talked about it, I was like, although now that I think about it, I don't know where that term actually comes from. Maybe I should know that before I decide to get that tattoo. Yeah, what if it has awful origins? Right? The full saying is, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Yes, yeah. So now the saying has taken a bit of a different meaning. Like, people use it to kind of justify behavior that maybe they wouldn't normally do. So if you're on vacation, you have that extra piece of cake or Mm -hmm. an extra glass of wine, you'll be like, well, when in Rome. Um, But the original saying, as you said, is when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And as it sounds, the idea is that it's best to stick to local customs when visiting a new place. But it is very old. It dates back to the 4th century. So Rome? Yeah. (laughs) And it was St. Augustine in the Roman Empire. And he moved to Milan to take a role as a professor at the time. But he noticed when he got there that unlike his church in Rome, the church in Milan didn't fast on Saturdays. And so he was kind of confused and he didn't know if he should fast or not. But the Bishop of Milan at the time offered him advice saying exactly this. When I go to Rome, I fast on Saturday, but here I do not. Follow the custom of whatever church you attend if you do not want to give or receive scandal. Hmm. That's what he said. Okay. So St. Augustine heard that advice and he actually wrote it down at the time. So that's why we have proof that this is the first time this was used. But it was like 389 AD. Wow. That's got to be one of the oldest etymologies we've featured. Seriously. It is that old. And then you didn't really hear of this phrase for a long time after that. But then there are uh, times that it was written in 1599, for example, in a play that phrase was used in regards to drinking. So it was, as I have temperance to forbear drink, so have I patience to endure drink. I'll do as the company doeth, for when a man doth to Rome come, he must do as there is done. So... Very poetic, but mm-hmm. again, the same thing, the same sentiment of one in Rome would do as the Romans do. And uh, from that point on, it was used a bunch, and you can then see it kind of explode from there. But And you're right, the meaning has somewhat changed yep. in recent years, right? It's kind of like, I'm going to 
You know, I'm going to live a little whatever, now, exactly. but it used to be like blend in, you know, Stick do to with the, the customs of where you are. Yeah. And the original saying, I think it's still pretty good travel advice, isn't it? It is. If you, yep. if you're in someone else's country or, you know, in their, in their area. Yes. Be respectful. Yeah. Do what they do. Wear what they wear. Do, yes, exactly. Oh, sorry. No. I mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, it's just funny that it all came back to a Christian that was kind of just confused about the customs of his church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was at the gym on the weekend, and uh, I usually don't shower after the gym. I usually shower at home because I'm kind of going done for home. the day after this, yeah. right? So, but I had somewhere to be, so I showered after the gym. And the way the stalls are, um, if you're tall, you can see over into the next one. Like I it always only comes find up, that's so funny. Yeah, it only yeah. comes up to about my chin. Hmm. So I was showering, <laughs> washing my hair. And then I turn around, and there's another guy, also tall, like two stalls down from me. Yeah. So we can see each other, because both of our heads are up <laughs> above. But he's got his face completely lathered in soap, except for just his eyes. So oh. he was wearing like a soap mask, basically. Like, picture Michael Myers' mask, but just out of soap. Like you could, What? You couldn't even see this guy's That's mouth. I don't funny. know how he was breathing. Yeah. So I just looked over and, ah! Real good lather. <laughs> There's a soap monster in here. Huh? Just these like bl- these beady eyes. Oh out my of a, god! It looked, you know, when somebody gets pied, like with a yes. cream pie in the face. It looked like he'd been pied. And then he just cleared out his eyes so they could <laughs> see, but just, just a little bit too. Like, well, he's really serious about the lathering of his face, Beckler. Clearly, <laughs> clean face on that. Oh bro. my lordy! Oh man, you're huh? scaring us. <laughs> we get rid of the soap monster in here. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was in line at Tim Hortons behind a real Terry uh, yesterday, and he was glorious. First of all, he was at Timmy's, which is, I mean, that's the only coffee place that Terry will go, right? That's where he supports him all the time. Um, and as we know, Terry also really loves fishing. Terry does love fishing. Uh, this Terry was fishing, loving every day. Yeah, so. wasn't shy about letting you know that either. I think he had seven different fishing sayings and sentiments on his truck. Not just <laughs> one, but seven. Okay, and I've noticed that this is kind of the Terry version of white girl sayings. Because just listen to what these stickers say. So the one just said, "Born to fish, forced to work." Just like, oh yeah, that's good. Was one of them I'd rather be fishing? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that one before. Obviously. Then there was eat, sleep, fish. Okay. Then, as you said, the classic I'd rather be fishing, but he had that twice. He had it once as a sticker and once as like a the license plate cover. And then he had three just stickers of different looking fish, like very beautiful fish stickers that were all his favorite the fish. Of course. And then there was this one, MILF. And then underneath it, it said, Man, I love fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was That's like, my favorite. Yeah. This whole thing, I was just like, okay, this is uh, th- just in case the first three sentiments didn't tell you that he liked fishing. He just really wanted to make sure you knew. MILF, man, I love fishing. Just Seriously, yeah, I'm a bit of a MILF myself. Yeah, right? It's funny huh? because. <laughs> man, I love fishing. We were talking about that MILFIA license plate that I saw the other day. And we were talking about how it's probably just, you know, like MILFs that'll have a, you know, bit of a, a group there. The, the MILF Mafia. The MILF Mafia. Yeah. Uh, or it could just be a bunch of Terries that get together who all love fishing, right? The MILFIA is, man, I love could fishing. Be. All of them together. This Terry would have done really well 
thousands of years ago like a hunter gatherer absolutely plan where it's mm -hmm. just like okay you're on fishing yeah you're in charge of fishing just make sure you come back with some fish He's also like, i'm on it he had a mullet i didn't even mention that but i could see through the back window this beautiful mullet he had was yeah. just added to the whole thing in fact i was so excited after that that i bought the coffee for the people behind me because i was like this is just a blessing that i got to see this today put you in a good mood it did yeah terry and all his white Ter terry the milf yes <laughs> Terry the Month nominee? Is Terry the Milf a Terry the Month nominee? I think so, yeah. Man, I love fishing. <laughs> man. Oh, man, that's uh, good. I hope he uses that joke all the time, too, with his friends, yeah. right? No, I'm a Milf. No, I mean, man, I love fishing. <laughs> the and Shauna Podcast. Bit of a different twist on white girl sayings here, Shauna. Oh, good. I was chatting with our producer, Manning, and he was talking about this, uh, this pre-mixed vodka drink company. I think they're out of BC, called Straight and Narrow. Yeah. Now, hard seltzers are arguably the white girl drink. Yes. Second, maybe only to wine. Uh-huh. But like White Claw, Truly, Vizzy. Oh, yeah. They're huge. Olay is the big one now. All of my girlfriends, they all yeah. drink that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Manning pointed out that white girl businesses are often something and something. The name of it is something and something. Two words, not names, not like Webster and Cohen, not like nope. a law firm, but like two words. This word and that word. It's true. Straight and narrow. Yeah. Ash and ember. Or like I'm, I'm cedar and steam. Yes, cedar and steam. Seed and salt. It was, I don't know if that sandwich shop yep. around the corner here. Oak and um, Fort. Ah, uh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or I was I'm seeing a wedding this weekend that's being planned by blush and lace. These yes. are great. Two white nice girl sounding yeah. words that come together. Yes. That's Interesting. Sort of it's true. That's the white girl naming trend. Very right? true. Yeah. And the flavors offered by straight and narrow. I don't know if you've ever had any of their drinks, Shauna. Yeah. But they're even more white girl. Here's some of the, I the, forget the, the flavors. Fl what are they? Plum sage. Oh, yeah. Huckleberry fir. Mm. Peach elderflower. Beautiful. Grapefruit rosemary. Okay. Holy man. Yeah. That's white girl. That is. It's so, beautiful, though. They do sound nice. That's the thing. Like. So be on the lookout. If you see blank and blank, mm -hmm. you might be dealing with a white girl business, right? Yeah, totally. This and that. Yes. Something nice and something else nice. That's totally what they're doing. <laughs> That's how white girls name their businesses. Crimson and corduroy. Ooh, is that a real one? <laughs> no, I just made that up. Uh, it's a freebie for you there. Yeah, there white you girl. go. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Beckler, I know we've talked about fitness snobs before yes. and health snobs. Have we ever talked about healthy eating snobs, though? Have we ever zoned in on that? Specifically on, like, diet snobs? Yes. Like, healthy diet snobs? No, I don't think we have. And I asked this because I just saw a Facebook post from an old friend of mine who I remember in college... He was so hard to be around because <laughs> anything you ate would immediately be judged. He would always be talking about how healthy he ate and how clean he ate. And like, oh, that's annoying. It was like, I couldn't, I remember one time I was eating a granola bar and he was like, do you know how much sugar is in that? And I was just like, oh my Lordy be. It was tough to be around. It really was. And like, God bless him for eating healthy himself. Yeah, do your thing, man. But but I saw this post from him and I just had this flashback from what a healthy eating snob he truly was. So he's still doing it? He, I don't know if he still is because I haven't talked to him in a long okay. time, but I, I, I hope not. I hope that he's kind of leveled it out a little bit. Yeah, especially if you're like out for pub food and drinks or something. Right. And you're like, yeah, man, I get it. Yeah. Like, this isn't the healthiest for me, but we're all kind of like, we're here. We're all indulging a we're little. Doing Can you lay it. off? Sure. Let us enjoy that. Yeah, he'd like bring his own stuff. He'd be that guy who'd bring his own little things to eat too when you were you're like, oh. Which is man. fine if that's what you want to do, if that's what your diet don't calls for. Don't preach other people. No. Okay? Don't get mad at them for it. Don't be snobbish about no. it. Oh, my. You're going to put that into your body?
Buddy, have a little self-respect. <laughs> Do you even water? Um, have you looked at the macros on that? <laughs> uh, no, I actually give my beef a fitness test before I eat it. It's the only way to be sure it truly is the leanest beef around. Oh, yes, well, I've determined the optimal diet for my body, which I blend into a fine paste and consume via a drip delivery system for maximum efficiency. <laughs> You don't get a temple of muscle in your body. Eating chemicals. Worship this shrine of solid brawn. Bow down to my body. body. Bow down to my body. podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? What did you learn, Shauna? Uh, I was learning about a street in San Francisco called Lombard Street. Have you heard of this? Yeah, it's the really, like, steep it's switchback the, one, isn't it? Yeah, known as the the crookedest street in the world. Mm-hmm. And funny because it was uh, it kind of came to be in 1922, and it's because the grade of the hill is a natural 27% grade, and back then vehicles could not like get up or down it it just wouldn't it was not a good thing for That's vehicles a steep ass grade a even super steep grade um so because of that they did it has nine hairpin turns mm-hmm. in it to try and slow down the traffic but it's nuts because i guess now uh it sees like 250 vehicles an hour and people can wait up to 25 minutes to navigate down this <laughs> crazy nine hairpin street and the fact that it still kind of exists is a bit funny to me because Normally, as you know, cars get more modern and we're trying to speed up traffic, you'd think that they'd maybe take out this ridiculous nine hairpin street, but they haven't. So Because it's such a landmark. It is. And even like the boulevards of it are so beautifully yes, gardened. It's, it's and, so beautiful. And then there's houses on either side. Yeah. And of course, being San Francisco, those houses are millions and millions of dollars, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, crazy. But it's kind of neat to look at. I just never seen it before. It is cool. Yeah. Friend of the show, Jordan, sent me this video. I think he actually sent it to me by mistake. He said it was intended for his wife. That's right. Really I was funny. like, I watched it anyways and thought it was interesting. It's this guy talking about uh, neurodivergent people. And just listen to what he says here, Shauna. An ADHD or autistic person might show their love for someone by info dumping. This involves enthusiastically sharing a wealth of information about a particular subject or passion, often in great detail and at considerable length. This may seem unusual to some, but it's an indicator of trust and a desire to build a deep connection with the other person. Have you heard that term before, info dumping? No, not in this. Yeah, no. So it's basically if someone shares a bunch of knowledge with you of something they're passionate about, it's a sign of trust. So, I mean, with that said, Shauna, there are a few different main groups of elves. God. So there's the Eldar. And they're the ones who made the great journey from Quivenin. And then there are the Avari who refused to make the... what, what, you can't use that as an excuse. There are also subgroups within the Eldar. There are the Vanyar, the Noldar, of which uh, you'll probably know the name Galadriel, the Teleri. Mm-hmm. And of the Avari, there's the more Quendi. These are the elves that never beheld I the light of the two trees of Valinor. I think I just fell asleep with my Valinor. eyes open. Is this that possible? This is an info dump. I'm trying to build a relationship with you. Oh. I'm, this is, I'm demonstrating trust. 
Come along with me. This like show is just about over. I'm just going to go. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.